Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. A little bit about the podcast, if you're new. Basically, I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown, Brown County, in Indiana. These stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories, you can email me at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. As always, all of the articles used in today's episode are linked in the description should you want to check them out for yourself. All right, let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be a nice little short and interesting one. Like I said previously, we're talking today about an arsonist who was caught in Brown County. And, you know, I know we've had multiple arson cases we've covered. What did we have? The Opry. We had a hotel. We had a car. There's just like lots of things on fire in Brown County, literally and figuratively speaking. So today we're just going to talk about more recent case of arson and the arsonist, unlike the other cases previously discussed, was found out. So we love that. We love a solved arson mystery. So let's just get into it, start from the beginning and breaking it all down like we always do here on the pod. Okay, so at around 3 p.m. on December 12, 2022, a Brown County Sheriff's Office sergeant was on patrol when dispatch alerted the sergeant of reports they had received of smoke in the area. The sergeant on patrol responded to the scene and walked onto the property that the smoke could be seen from, which was the Conservation Club property, apparently. Now, there was a building on the property that was found um, almost completely entirely burned. The local fire department was called and were able to extinguish the fire. And later that same day, the same sergeant was dispatched to the scene of the fire as the fire department reported signs of foul play. Once on the property, the sergeant was shown one of the two floodlights that were near the security cameras that faced the burned building, both of which had their camera broken off the mounts of the floodlight. Now, according to reports, both cameras have been removed by heavy force and had both of their wires cut, which is a little suspicious. There was also a broken chain link fence nearby the building that had burned down and that chain link fence had been recently and freshly cut. Now inside the nearby building, a broken padlock was discovered that had also been freshly cut. So there's lots of like things being cut. Now outside of this building, a utility knife and ratchet strap were found on the ground. It was also discovered that the fiber internet cable that ran into one of the nearby buildings had been ripped out of the service box. And like, okay, I get if you're going to do arson, like you don't want the security cameras to catch you, obviously. But like, what does the internet have to do with it? I guess maybe they thought like the internet was connected to the cameras or something. It's just that was an interesting thing I noted. The sergeant was able to obtain security camera footage on the property and found a male who would later be identified as 27-year-old Wesley Shadley carrying a large black bag with bolt cutters clearly visible in the bag. So we love that for him. Wesley um, 
is not a professional narcissist, okay? Like, he goes on there and he's like, hey, girl, hey, I see all those security cameras. Let me just, like, make it clearly obvious who I am and just show you in perfect detail the bolt cutters that I brought with me. Wesley, I guess we should be glad that you're dumb, that you wanted to be caught, apparently. So Shadley would go on to be caught on surveillance, trying to enter one of the two clubhouse buildings on the property, and then making the entry into the storage barn, which was ultimately destroyed by the fire that he caused. So Shaley would also be caught breaking one of the security cameras on the property and carrying with him, when he left the scene of the crime, two leaf blowers. So Wesley's just, you know, having the time of his life. He just doesn't care. He's going to show the security camera his bolt cutter. He's like, hey, girl, hey, what up? I'm going to show you my face. I'm going to show you how I'm going to dismantle these security cameras. And on top of all that, he's like, how can I make this more fun for myself? I'm just going to steal two random leaf blowers on the property. Why two? You know what I'm saying? It's like, Wesley, girl, calm down. One is enough. Are you going to be like double wielding your leaf blowers? Like, what is happening, my guy? I don't want to say it was drugs, but it's Brown County and it was probably drugs. Like, that's just a night on fentanyl. You know what I'm saying? So someone at the club reported to the sergeant that the person on surveillance matched the description of the son of the property owner. The drama, the tea was spilled. So someone watched the surveillance footage and was like, girl, I know who that is. That's the property owner's useless son. I love that. I love that they threw shade. They're like, I know exactly who this is. It's the property owner's son. Which, like, makes sense, right? It it tracks. The property owner's son would have done this type of crime. So the sergeant was able to find Shadley through online investigation and was able to confirm that Shadley matched the description of the person caught in surveillance because Wesley is not smart. Okay? Wesley, if you're listening to this... Stay in school. Stay in school, bud. That's all I gotta say. So there would be additional surveillance footage that showed Shadley's car traveling from Brown County into nearby Bartholomew County less than two hours after the surveillance footage was caught at the crime scene. I mean, this man, Wesley, you're a mess, okay? Girl, you need to get your life on track. You do a crime on your dad's property. I assume you just, like, think that you're gonna get away with it because it's your daddy, your daddy's property. So you're like, it don't matter that I'm like trespassing, breaking and entering, causing fires, stealing things, destroying property. You just, girl, you are an absolute mess. And then not only do you show the surveillance cameras your face, the crimes you committed, you also show them your car and your license plate. I don't know, man. Some people, some people. Both leaf blowers would be found at Wesley's residence, along with the ski mask that he wore in the surveillance footage. Shadley was then interviewed and admitted to committing the acts, because of course, I bet the questioning took 15 minutes and that man broke down. Wesley would go on to be charged on December 22nd with a level 4 felony for arson, love that for him, a level 5 felony for burglary, and a level 6 felony for theft. Shout out, Wesley. What a winner. I just think it's so funny, honestly. It's just like, girl, you are a disaster, and I hope you get help. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just a night in Brown County, to be honest. I, I'm sure the police officers on this case were like, yeah, this is the use, the regular routine here. And I love how quick the investigation happened and how quickly they closed it. They're like, yeah, no, this, it's this dum-dum. It's Wesley. I just think it's so funny that the person watching the footage is like, I know immediately who that is. Because you're going to sit there and tell me that Wesley isn't the biggest douchebag you've ever met in your life. Like, I can already read from this that this guy just, just, ugh, the vibes this guy gives off. Just from reading this case, I was like, oh my gosh. Not only did that person probably just recognize him, but also was like, this is definitely the kind of thing that Wesley would do. You know what I'm saying? So shout out, karma, don't steal things from your parents and set property on fire. That's just kind of my recommendation. And if you decide, like, no, this is my life's purpose, is to commit arson, here's a little recommendation for you. Maybe don't show the footage, you know, the surveillance cameras, your license plate, or your face, or you committing any acts on camera. That's just a little, you know, I know, it's wild, but it's just a little recommendation. But hey, I guess we should be thankful that some people just, you know, don't know how to commit crimes because then they never be caught. So I guess there is that because all the other arson cases we've talked about on the podcast, those people never got caught. So it could be worse. So I think I think we need more dum-dums. We need more dum-dums to be the ones committing these crimes so that we can find them quickly and just case closed, it's done. Wrapped in a little nice bow. So maybe that's like the vibe for 2023. More dum-dums do crimes in Brown County so that we can have more simple cases like this one that are straightforward. But yeah, that's today's episode. A nice little short one. It's quick. It's simple. It's easy. It's fast. Uh, Next episode's not any of those things. It's one that is still developing, but it needs to be covered. It's a child solicitation ring that was found in Brown County. Don't we love that? Just when you think it couldn't get worse, it does. So that's fun. They had to open up a whole new department of investigators for said child solicitation ring. And of course, that process is a slow one. So we'll see what happens as it continues to develop. But I feel like there's enough details now to at least start covering it. And then as updates are made, we can go through those together. So if that's interesting to you, check back in for the next episode. In the meantime, what do we say here on the pod? That's right. Stay safe, stay hydrated, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.